Welcome back to the Blindsiders. I'm Ben. I'm joined by Brian, and we are here to break down episode eight of uh, Forty Three. The title will have the right episode, regardless. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. This is this is about the time of the season where I forget what episode we're on. Uh, Even if I like check it ten minutes before, I'll forget by the time we record. Mm -hmm. Um, The middle merge really blends together very hard. Yeah. No, and and this is uh, this is the end. Of what I would consider a three-episode suffering arc for Janine, mm-hmm. uh, finally put out of her misery here. So you want to um, go on Survivor, do you? Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, it might go like this, which looked horrible. Yeah, uh, you know the uh, the chin uh, mm-hmm. bruiser, uh, you know harm that she received like day one uh, mm-hmm. was just about finished healing right as she got voted out. Uh, so, classic, uh, classic situation there. Uh, but well, she made the jury. Get... True, unlike Dwight, unlike mm-hmm. Dwight and Ellie, uh, the, her two friends her and friends, allies, she yeah. got blindsided uh, right before her. You know, the people she um, might enjoy spending time with at uh, Ponderosa. No, all by herself. Not she's not she's there by herself. Yep. Mm. Real, yeah, real shit experience. I mean, look. What's your opinion on this? Because like, you know, we'll get into the details in this episode, but for me, I I stand by. I think Ellie and Janine lost the game on day two, mm. and they didn't really do anything to to like undo uh, that mm-hmm. ever. I think that's totally fair. I mean, Sammy for all his faults, um, his big move itis, but then you know, too scared to actually do anything about it. Uh, he did do a good job in syncing their games um, while on Yellow Tribe and now continuing to sync their games on the Merge Tribe. So, you know, it's too bad. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room of the season is like, there's just a lot of guys left and not very many girls left. Very crazy how it shook out. Don't know if this, well, I, I guess they filmed the next season back to back. and They probably didn't adjust, but I wonder... If this, at least for a while, will put the three-tribe format on ice. Um, or if Jeff doesn't care. He might not care. He might be like, this is the best season ever. This is great. This is what I want. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, the the logic that you're kind of laying out, which I agree with, is, like, smaller tribes means, like, less rum to, like, mess around with voting out somebody who could be... Uh, or, like, voting out somebody who would uh, be good in challenges when somebody else is a potential liability in challenges. And early on in tribal format, uh, people tend to associate women with people who are liabilities in challenge because good in challenges is associated with physical strength, which is uh, associated with masculine traits, even mm-hmm. though like 80% of survivor challenges come down to puzzles in the end and the physical right. portion doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. And so the most useful skill to have on your tribe is somebody who's good at puzzles. Yep. Um, so that's kind of like uh, not really like super logical, um, but yeah, that's kind of you know where we sit. Where three tribes means those tribes are more likely to prioritize keeping stronger players around. Um, I, mean, we're I don't know if the producers are making the right? calculus. Yeah. yeah, where like I think all three tribes at some point, the women were like, we need to stick together, mm-hmm. and then they just didn't do it. Yep. And so I was just like, well, I mean, that sucks. And now, now they're, I mean, 
Carla, Cassidy. I mean, Cassidy's been pretty purple, in fairness, but uh, Carla could win. Um, maybe, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about Noel. Uh, I don't think she's been getting too much of a winner's edit. Uh, she's in a pretty precarious spot. And then, like I said, Cassidy's been very purpled this season. Um, so uh, Kyler's really the only hope. And I think it's unfortunate because the, the super fan community, the community that we're like a part of, and more likely than not, the, the people who would be listening to this podcast, um, they don't want to see like a bunch of dudes roll to the end. Um, and I mean, I don't either, quite frankly, but as it seems to be what we're getting. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, it, it, we, we've just seen it so many times. It's just, it's just like, it's not an interesting story, right? Yeah. That's the reason why 42 or one of the reasons why 42 is like, has been lauded, uh, mm-hmm. as like kind of a, a good season and, uh, in a sea of like kind of mediocre to bad seasons in recent years. Uh, because like Marianne's storyline is super unique and like it's not really something that we've super seen before mm. on Survivor like that like that level of a kind of uh, underdog story where somebody comes out at the end and is like takes control and like snatches uh, victory from the jaws of defeat um, like that's not really something that Survivor uh, has as a story very mm. often just because of the way that the format works um, so I think coming off of the heels of 42, it definitely, uh, things a lot more as well that we're getting, um, you know, we have a final 10 where seven of the final 10 are men, uh, and, um, you know, uh, it's looking like probably Noel could be in the crossfires coming up here. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's just, you know. I agree that of the three women, Carla really is the only one that I could see winning. Um, even of the three underdogs at this point, like the three people on the outs, uh, Owen would be the one that I would say has like a sliver of a chance. Because um, I don't think that Noel or Gabler can win. Um, but even so, I don't really think that Owen is going to win either. So yeah, we have a pagonging happening. Like even though like the episodes could argue, arguably have interesting moments in them, the votes have been relatively straightforward, uh, and we have like this this seven that we uh, we were basically blue balls this whole episode as like oh Sammy's gonna make a move a move is gonna happen you know Sammy's not an idiot he's he knows that he's at the bottom but like a move didn't happen mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't even get um, we didn't even get Janine like trying to play a shot in the dark for instance because that's something we yeah. talked about as well that none of the people voted out have tried to play a shot in the dark really. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Sammy, like, like you said, you gotta, you gotta recognize your position, uh, and he does. He just doesn't uh, act on it at all. You know, he, even if he had made a move and lost, I still feel like that would have been better for his reputation within the fan community, and then um, probably better for his game. Um, I don't f- see Sammy winning from the position he's in. Like, say it gets down to the seven, I don't necessarily see a path to victory for Sammy. So this is really, I mean, it's not the only moment, but this is really one of the moments where it's getting down to it. Where it's like, Sammy, are you going to, and we talk about this a lot, right, Ben? Are you are you going to grab the game? 
you know, in your hands or you're going to let it slip through your fingers and then regret it when you go home, you know? And it feels like this is um, that moment for Sammy and we saw him, you know, fumble it. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I would agree with that. I'm not like fully sold on that though. Like I would like 80% agree with that maybe because like, yeah, I do yeah. think he probably has a path with this within the seven uh, because I don't think that people are looking at him as the most clear threat. I think uh, you know there there was a target that was almost put on Ryan in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think James is somebody who's going to be seen as like a potential jury threat uh, based off of what we've been told headed down the right. stretch. Uh, like I definitely think there are outs for uh, for Sammy to win like a final three against uh, like Cassidy and Cody or like Cassidy and Ryan maybe like mm. I I definitely think there are ways for him to win and I think that like maybe even like somebody like Gabler after like I think if Owen and Noel go out boom boom then a move at eight might happen or even a move at nine could happen and Gabler could be dragged down to the end as a goat. Like that's something that I could see happening. So I don't think that, I don't think Sammy's totally dead in the water, but this was definitely a, a missed opportunity. Hmm. Yeah. Of course we'll have to see, um, you know, who's not missing his opportunities. Um, Jesse Lopez, Jesse Lopez. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Ben, I didn't see this coming obviously because the show didn't show us this. So there's no yeah. way, we could have predicted. Although, imagine if someone did be like, "Yeah, I have a feeling Jesse uh, stole <laughs> Janine's idol." Uh, this was pretty wild. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, in an era where we constantly talk about like keeping advantages and idols to yourself, mm-hmm. and especially when we do have a knowledge power advantage in the game mm-hmm. in James's possession, uh, we now get this kind of uh, you know reveal mm-hmm. that. Uh, Jesse convinced Dwight to give him Janine's idol in secret right before tribal council and then voted them him out as the only person to know. So now he's literally the only one in the game to know that Janine's idol is in his pocket and not flushed out of the game like everybody else thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And this is just huge in this current era of like, you know, it's not as much as 41 and 42 where like, if you had an idol, it was out in the open 100%. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew. But uh, it, it's almost as bad with the beads thing yep. being out in the open. Um, and now, truly, Jesse's sitting here with an idol in a convent, like an unconventional way of obtaining it, but in a conventional way of having one where, you know, it the information is only his and it's all up to him. And he made a confessional where he said that he gets it. He gets how it works. You know, the knowledge yeah. is power and the idol's way more powerful right now when you keep it to yourself so i mean you talked about it before on the show and then before we're recording this episode in particular jesse has to be the odds on favorite to win right yeah i mean he also uh reconfirms in that confessional that cody also trusted him with cody's Mm -hmm. idol for the similar reason of like wanting to you know make sure that the bamboozling of the knowledge power was happening so Cody has like two other people's idols in his possession right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which nobody knows about and and is like firmly his now. Yeah. So yeah, it's modern very... day James Clements here with yeah. two idols. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he has a better uh, yeah. outcome with two idols than James did. Um, but yeah, I it just feels I 
I feel like he would have to majorly screw up, like yes. a James level screw up to, to not win the game at this point, or at least make like final four, final five. Like it just doesn't like, I, I think that like maybe he could get voted out at final or not. I guess you guess he can't get voted out at final four, but you could potentially get voted out at final five. If he has to burn the idols and he could potentially get uh, put into the fire making challenge at final four and then lose. Mm. Right. But like other than that, I just don't, see him going out anytime soon he's in this majority alliance that seems way too strong for modern survivor season you know uh like modern survivor seasons historically do not have majority alliances lasting as long as this one has um he's insulated within that alliance he has cody as a very clear and firm number one who's like blindly loyal to him uh he seems to have like one of the better relationships with carla despite the fact that they haven't spend a ton of time together and he has two idols one of which nobody knows about and the other which only cody knows about so like i don't know it, it, yeah. it feels it feels completely it feels like he's like he has maybe 50 percent of the win equity i would say at this point like I, I would i would say right now the for me it's like jesse versus the field for in mm -hmm. my mind that's like who's winning this game like it's a coin flip yeah i, I agree with that for sure um. Yeah. So Ben, immunity challenge. What do you think of this twist on the, on a pretty old challenge? Um, I I was a little confused by the rules because of what um, <laughs> is yeah. it was it, who is it? Is Ryan. It Ryan ends up, yeah. yeah. Ryan ends up using his head as like a a third hand. I don't know. I didn't think that was uh gonna be you know cool either. But Jeff let it fly and then kind of mocked him when Ryan fell out of the challenge. But yeah, I didn't, I thought the whole point was like, you had to just use your hands, but yeah, I guess I not. I, I don't really care. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, was just, it was just kind of confusing. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I guess the only like super interesting thing that happened was like the majority Alliance trying to like uh, cajole Get Owen sitting yeah. out when he's like very obviously the target. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, you'll be yeah. safe, Owen. You'll be safe. Please sit he's out. Like, he's like, my last name might be Knight, but I wasn't born last night. I'm not yeah. sitting out of this challenge. Yeah. Uh, luckily for him, he did because uh, mm -hmm. he ends up going on to win and uh, probably save himself because otherwise it, it probably would have been him. Yep. So I think we're both like pretty big fans of Owen. I think we both, you know, feel a kindred spirit to him as, as the big super fan. So I was happy to see Owen stay in there. Yeah, I want him to stay as long as he can. The things do look not great for him. Yeah, no, I mean he's definitely like the the most prominent face of the underdog mm -hmm. like kind of group. Uh, and he had like some good confessionals and storytelling about his uh, his backstory that kind of really yeah. solidified that. Hopefully, unlike Janine, it, it'll actually pay off in some way because mm -hmm. uh, we also got like a multi episode arc of them trying to set Janine up as this underdog who's like gonna. Uh, right her wrongs and figure it out and only to be knocked down again and again over and over again and we're like okay yeah. well what was the point what was the point of making me care about janine yeah that was that was tough um what do you think of owen pulling out the old school uh kobe donaldson sure you know huge challenge that of course set the record um but he also said Wigglesworth, which, you know, first challenge beast ever. You know, got to got to appreciate that. Who's the other one? Terry Dietz, he said. Also very prominent, you know, 
record holding one. So yeah, I mean, another reason why I like Owen because he, he appreciates the classics. He's he's read the literature. That's mm-hmm. where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, a, a true survivor uh, historian. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. So that was mm-hmm. very fun, and I think you know, like he said, as as big fans of the show, like you and I, like. People like us have had that fantasy, like, oh, if I went on Survivor, then I won immunity, and Jeff Probst is, like, putting the necklace on me, right? Like, everyone's had that, like, oh, how would that feel? And he got it. No, 100%, especially in, like, a position where you know you need it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm sure that feels uh, extra good. Definitely. Uh, where you're, like, it's kind of do or die. And, like, you know, really do or die, and not, like, the Survivor twist do or die. <laughs> Which, yeah, we're hoping that's dead. Uh, we'll see. I didn't know if the, the rights thing was going to make a comeback, but uh, Jeff was funny with it. With uh, I'm not negotiating this time. You're going to take yep. it or leave it, and then the price of rights goes up tomorrow uh, <laughs> if you don't. So, yeah, Jeff's on his godfather arc. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> he got off in Boston Rock College. He's like, I think you're being too soft on him. Mm-hmm. You gotta make them, <laughs> make them uh, take your deal. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. I just loved how like I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but just how firm Jeff was about this. Yeah, you could see like uh, uh, it was James who did it. You could see like the the smile kind of fade from his. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like time to make a deal, Jeff. I see. Yep. I've seen the last two seasons, <laughs> and Jeff's like, no, no. <laughs> take it or leave it. Oh man, love it. That's why you know that's why he's the best. Yep. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, after the immunity challenge, it really was like, okay, maybe something like fun and interesting will happen. Maybe Sammy will do it. And then I thought like, oh, there is a path here. Cassidy doesn't want to vote another woman out. Like Cassidy seems open. Mm-hmm. He would have had the numbers right if Sammy yep. and Cassidy both flipped. So I was like, mm-hmm. this could happen. They could vote James out. And then, uh, no, I was wrong. Okay, vote Ryan out. Vote Ryan out. Yes. Oh yeah. We got to talk about that too. So yeah. <laughs> why Ryan? Why? Well, like, why? I like, okay. Put aside that he's feeding you. That is good. But like, not only is he feeding you, and like really embracing the old school nature of Survivor mm-hmm. from like being a provider, but he's also embracing the old school nature of Survivor, uh, where people wouldn't play the game, uh, which was very interesting. So I don't know why it came back on Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because like he's socially isolated himself from that majority, mm-hmm. and Sammy is like, let me whittle down somebody from this majority to make it safer for me because like maybe i can maneuver if it's six but with seven i really don't have the space Mm -hmm. and the easiest kind of piece to take off the board that like was going to be an easy sell to the rest of the alliance would be ryan like that's the only way i can kind of see it yeah um because the other three in old coco were like relatively close and ryan was kind of the one in the outs of that Mm kind of crew and then like you're not going to convince jesse and cody to like turn on each other yeah Uh, so like that kind of just leaves ryan yeah, that's definitely fair. I thought it was like, it, it made it so it's like, hey, well, one, everyone has this perception of Janine as like a uh, big strategic mastermind, which I don't think has necessarily been something that's been shown on no. the show. 
Um, but like, okay, let's let's just go with that line of logic. Well, well let's be clear here. The people that she's being compared to in that regard are Gabler and Noel. Okay, like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a little yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let, let's follow that. Like, okay, she's the strategic, you know, driving force of um, the Minority Alliance. Like, if I'm in the Seven, it's like, okay, I don't want her around then. And Ryan isn't even playing the game. So, like, I don't care if Ryan's here. Like, he, it doesn't bother me. And I know it's Modern Survivor, although it is, like, post-Modern Survivor with the shortened days and no rights. Ryan is bringing fish in. So, like, mm-hmm. one, he's not an obstacle against me because he's not playing the game. And two, he's feeding me. So, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to, like, be like, yeah, this is such a great uh, target. So I guess if I'm Sammy, because like Sammy is the one who pushed the name, like mm. that's kind of where we have to look from the perspective of. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at this kind of the way the 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 tribe is set up here. Um, he probably sees his path as uh, trying to weaken original Coco in as easily as a way as possible, and then maybe uh, allowing. Janine, Noel, and Owen to get voted out, and then trying to do a move at at seven with him, Jesse, Cody, and Gabler, and that's kind of like a two pairs kind of thing if he's mm-hmm. a Gabler, and taking that to a final four. At that point, Gabler's been really good in these challenges. If Gabler wins, he'll probably save Sammy in that fire making. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Sammy's in the final three uh, with Gabler and potentially Cody. That that's probably a pretty winning combination for him. Mm. So like maybe that's the path he's looking at. I think that's, yeah. that's probably one of his better paths, honestly, to win the game at this point. So mm. I think that's like a reasonable, like obviously that wasn't explained on the show. That could be just me projecting my mm. thoughts onto what it's Sammy is doing and like trying to rationalize some strategy, but like that, that's kind of the path that I would expect him to take after voting out Ryan. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, it's definitely like the best explanation that's yeah. out there i feel like because i do feel like a lot of people are very frustrated by sammy not making a move here um mm-hmm. and i've seen a lot of people being like the season is awful i hate it i don't hate this season um it hasn't been great post merge mm-hmm. but i do think there's still time for stuff to happen i don't i just can't see the seven straight up pagonging i maybe they will but like what a waste that would be right yeah, I mean, I I hope that it's not a gong down to seven or even eight. Like, I hope that something flips in the next episode or two. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree at this point that a lot of the wind has kind of been taking out of the sails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I, I agree that the season's not bad, but it's not like good either. I would mm-hmm. say <laughs> it's just kind of it's kind of it's just kind of there. Yeah, uh, the end like, game will determine. Yeah, very much. Like definitely, definitely. I was very impressed with what Jesse was able to pull off with getting that idol. Mm. Uh, like that's like a, a really sick move. Uh, and I think like if he continues to make those kind of moves, and like even if like worst case scenario we end up getting like a coronation edit for Jesse for the rest of the season, mm. uh, I do think that like he could be interesting in what he does to get there. 
Uh, I think that's definitely worst case scenario from a story mm-hmm. perspective. So I don't know. I think they're still they're still upset, but yeah, definitely definitely uh, was kind of you know zoning out at multiple times <laughs> in the last episode because there wasn't really a lot of intrigue going on, and I didn't really buy into the whole flip that wasn't a flip. Mm-hmm. There were there were too many people. Like when you have when you have multiple scenes of people saying this is a bad idea, like we're not gonna, like you really need to have something solid for mm-hmm. it to be sold as a, a thing for the the TV edit. Uh, like there was there were way too many people being like no no thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I know we kind of sped through it, but I don't have much else to add. I don't know if you do. No, I kind of expected this one to be a short one. I feel like there wasn't a ton to go through, really. Like, the the bulk of, the, like, the strategy that happened didn't pay off. Mm. The, like, storyline for Janine was, like, kind of a underdog story that never went anywhere and then fizzled out. Mm. Um, you know, the only, like, really notice, uh, like notable thing to talk about was Jesse with the idol. But, like, that's mm. kind of like a good job. Very yeah. cool, Jesse. Nice. <laughs> and nothing really else to say about that. Like, good. <laughs> well done <laughs> it was a really cool tv moment and it was a really awesome move mm-hmm. so i don't know i i think that it's just kind of a quiet episode yeah so normally um i can't recall if 41 was like this but normally this time of year we'll have like next week will be a normal episode and then probably like a longer two-hour boot episode or two boot episode uh before thanksgiving that's how it's usually been going so Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting down to it, you know. We're we're getting close to the end here, even though yeah, there's still a lot over, of people. But a little over a month before the finale, right? Uh, yeah. Like a, a month and change here. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely getting close here. Um, yeah, and we been, got Big Brother fun. Canada, and and if you're a sur- international Survivor fan, you immediately have Australian Survivor. Mm-hmm. Starting in January, so good time for reality TV. I, well, we're we're obviously in the golden age of it, but yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I never, I never in a million years thought the mole, the mole was going to get rebooted in the mm-hmm. U.S. So, and you and you I loved re- that, right? Love it, yeah, love it. I mean, the, look, the season, the season, I think was like it wasn't phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it was above average, and it maybe was, I it, like. I haven't gotten spoiled, so maybe I can do a binge, and then when we're done with Survivor, we can do a one-off mole podcast, and hopefully that will mm-hmm. come back. Also, is a new ep- a new season of The Circle coming? I feel like it is. I feel like it's about time. It might. I only got yeah. halfway through the last season, and I forgot to go back and finish watching it, so maybe I'll go back and finish watching it at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the whole like Spice Girls twist, like uh, I really hated it. Oh man. Hi right, Ben, anything you want to shout out? Uh yeah, I mean you can follow me on uh on Twitter uh at Ben. <laughs> well we have it, right? Well yeah, it exists. It's uh it's uh you know, it's been a fun train wreck. Um mm. I, I'm a big fan of, of train wrecks. Um mm-hmm. the you know, not the not the Twitch streamer, but the um <laughs> but like the concept. Yeah. Um just uh you know, no no shot at train, but like, you know. I'm a big fan of uh, of of the concept of of things ending in train wrecks and just like mm-hmm. watching them happen. 
and and like sipping my tea as uh, as the world falls apart. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Twitter falling apart uh, right now is uh, you know obviously uh, thousands of people have been laid off, which is awful. Yeah. But terrible. like from in the grand scheme of things, if we're looking at like you know train wrecks that happen in the world, uh, a social media platform collapsing under its own uh, you know uh, idiocy. Um, is uh, is like one of the less harmless or one of the less harmful train wrecks that you can uh, view as a as a piece of entertainment, I guess. One of the nice things, maybe though, the thing that could unintentionally save it is if it it does become a too like a segmented Twitter for only verified people, and then the rest of us who are unverified just only seeing each other's tweets. Um, that could be fun if we get to parallel Twitters, you know, the haves and the have not the survivor Fiji of, uh, social media. Well, I mean, like half of Twitter that I'm seeing right now in my timeline is people sharing screenshots of like parody accounts yep. from people who like buy verifications on their parody accounts to make them look real. Yeah, I, I had Twitter Blue for our We Can Get Everything Twitter account for a little while because I was like, oh, I'll upload our videos. And I was like, this is kind of dumb. But I, I'm happy that I canceled it before the verification thing because I don't want to. Uh, that's tacky. I don't want to have a paid verification check mark. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, um, I don't know. It's. It's kind of it's kind of needy. It, it gives a needy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when you can click into it, and it's like this person paid for it. It's like okay, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so embarrassing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like, it's also very funny when like Ludwig got labeled as paying for it <laughs> instead of being notable. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I don't want it to go, Ben. I love Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted, uh, I think like, uh, like a month or two ago, I was like, you know, this is my uh, 10 year anniversary on Twitter. Uh, it just goes to show how long, uh, somebody can get stuck in an abusive relationship. I mean, my Twitter account in 2007, so I'm right there with you. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. a glutton for abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're more, more OG than me. I mean, I, I was, um, I had to be kind of coerced into it. Uh, 2012 was when I made mine. Um, like I remember, I remember like people like telling me to make one in like 09, 2010, 2011. Uh, but I, uh, I held off. I, I stayed strong for uh, for a few years. So I just happened to be watching Attack of the Show like a little bit after Twitter launched, and they were like, "So this new social media is it good?" And they were like, "No." And I was like, "Awesome, <laughs> I'm making one." <laughs> I remember. And no one was on it. I didn't know anyone. There were no, like, real celebrities. It was terrible. But I, I persevered. I remember there was, like, um, I don't know if it was, like, an AT&T commercial or something like that. There was, like, some, like, mobile carrier commercial or something or, like, internet services commercial where it, it like, listed all of the number of, of internet actions that happened every minute or whatever. And it was, mm. like, you know, 100 million emails sent a day or whatever. Uh, and it was, like... Uh, you know, 10,000 tweets a second. I'm like, what the fuck's a tweet? Oh, yeah, what is this? This is yeah. bizarre. Oh, man. Well, at least we'll be able to say that we were there. We were, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, whatever know, whatever generation comes after the Zoomers, uh, it'll be like mm. MySpace. Uh, and yeah. the Zoomers and the Millennials will be able to, to tell the... Although we were we were probably yeah. both there for MySpace, too, so I don't know where that... We're just like the... Zoomer, just, I don't think Zoomers were. I think Zoomers, no, I think Zoomers were. Yeah. It was like us. Like, our, our age of Millennials were just, like, the perfect time to, like, catch all these weird social media sites. Yeah. And now be yeah. very out of place on TikTok because we're too old. Yeah, I mean, I... I lost my uh, TikTok password, and then my account was like so old that it didn't have an email verification. So I have literally no way of logging in. And I've tried to recover my account before, and I was uh, unsuccessful. So I, I don't want a new TikTok account because I liked my old handle. I was mm -hmm. like my name because I have my name on basically all of my social media. Yeah. Um, so really annoying. Uh, you know the. The one upside to having like a, an uncommon uh, last name, and I can't even take advantage of it because TikTok's mm. verification is stupid. I feel like to um, the biggest loss of Twitter will be actually being able to harass companies into helping you with your issues. Yeah, um, like that's going to mm -hmm. be gone. That is a a fabric of our society at this yeah. point because they will not help you unless you shame them on Twitter. I a hundred percent like that's that's also been my experience. E even mm. you know Twitter itself. Uh, I I had gotten locked out of my Twitter account at one point. Mm. Yeah, I had Brian harass Twitter on Twitter. And it yeah, works. My, my my account was back within a, within the hour, mm -hmm. and I had been off. I had been I had been like locked out of my account for days. Mm -hmm. And you know one one message from Brian uh, trying to harass the Twitter account. Within the hour, my account was was uh, un, uh, was fixed. Nobody wants a PR disaster on Twitter, um, yeah. and people companies will go out of their way to to avoid it. I helped my parents get their like cell phone thing all figured out by harassing AT and T Twitter account, um, and then oh. sliding into the DMs and getting it all figured out. So that that is honestly like the the Library of Alexandria burning down, but for complaining to customer service. Yep, pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've seen on the other side too. You know, uh, working with <laughs> complaints, that it's definitely uh, the, the the ones on Twitter are prioritized. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not like a, it's not just like the uh, a feeling that people have. It's real. Like the mm. the complaints on Twitter are prioritized. Um, so. uh, Elon, killing it, killing us. Oh well, uh, we we certainly ranted and raved. Um, is there anything other than your Twitter you want to promote? Sorry, yeah, I, I only I jumped in there. Reddit at this point, and like nobody should get on my Reddit. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter for now uh, at the fake B Mar. This B M A R R. Um, not verified, and it won't be. Actually, I'm not paying for Twitter Blue, so. Um, Anything else? Yeah, you can follow the channel on Twitter at We Get Everything, or actually at WG Everything. Uh, Instagram, We Could Get Everything. Twitch at Twitch.tv slash We Could Get Everything. And on TikTok, search We Could Get Everything. I also cover sports on the We Could Get Sports channel and We Could Get Sports on all social media. Uh, yeah, other than that, thanks so much for watching.